Hey Rebels, today I'm excited to sit down with Belton Johnson. He's an Old Miss alumni and he played for the Cincinnati Bengals, but most, most importantly, he's a hometown hero for helping bring home a Grey Cup in the Riders' 2007 run. He stuffed the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and that's always a plus in my books. Today, he's plugged into the community, he's doing great things, fundraising for autism supports with kick-ass southern style barbecue personally. I'm more excited to talk about secret barbecue tips than anything else. As you may know, Rebellion Beer is now available in limited quantities at the Ryder Home Games. And I can confirm with you, it'll be served at select games this summer. Not every single game, but on two more particular dates, July 20th and October 5th, you'll be able to get Rebellion Beer at the Ryder Games. Belton, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you, Matt. How's it going? Oh, another day in paradise, as I always say. Uh, you know, it's a nice day. I think it's, what, about 32, 33 out there. And what better way to enjoy the day than with a drink on a patio or something? <laughs> <laughs> well, today we're drinking a whiskey iced tea, which is part of our limited edition cocktail series. Mm -hmm. um, you told me you're an iced tea guy before I am. we got on the show here. You know, just growing up in Mississippi and everything, we, uh, you know, we call it sweet tea you know up here in Canada you know my kids they're you know born here and raised here they like iced tea or that the nest tea stuff and I'm not a big fan of it I'm used to my Mississippi tea we call it sometimes liquid diabetes because it's so sweet and but uh you know we sip on that all the time in the summer sometimes you put a little bit of lemonade in and have you know sweet iced tea lemonade kind of combined or uh, some uh, companies now have, uh, you know, put vodka in it, you know, uh, iced tea vodka, which is good also because I used to drink the sweet tea, put ice in it, and pour a little vodka in it myself. So you could kind of maybe credit me that from, from a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever had a whiskey iced tea before? I haven't. I'm actually excited to, you know, try this drink here. Uh, you know, when I heard iced tea, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, giddy up. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Oh, yeah. That could be dangerous. <laughs> I think it is dangerous. Oh, man. It's a nice lemon character. It's very character. smooth. You know, that's what I like about it. And, you know, even if you, like, uh, pour ice, it's cold now, but, it, you know, with uh, some ice in there and everything. I, I wouldn't even be able to tell that this is a alcoholic uh, beverage. Is it alcohol in it? <laughs> there uh, you is call alcohol. it whiskey, but <laughs> I don't taste no whiskey in it at all, man. You can't taste the whiskey? I can get a little bit. Not at all. That's why I said this would be dangerous for, at least for me. <laughs> <laughs> we do serve it on ice and mm -hmm. with a wedge of lemon or lime. Um, uh. I could have transported some ice, but I figured no, it would have No, no, it's cold. It's, uh, <laughs> it's good. It's just, man, it's... This will be a, well, we're talking about patio season and everything. This will be great for the patio right now. The goal was to try and introduce people to something a little bit different mm -hmm. and maybe appeal to people who can't necessarily have gluten or mm. maybe they want something different from a beer, but their friends all want to have craft beer. So we're trying to appeal to somebody who's maybe not ready to dive into an IPA. 
Well, I, I think this will be awesome. Uh, you know, when I drink something like this, I think about my wife too. You know, she uh, likes to drink from time to time. Uh, she's not a heavy drinker by no means, but you know, um, I think this will be right up her alley. I was going to ask you if you were going to give it a thumbs up, thumbs down, but I think I know the answer. Oh, you got two thumbs up on this, man. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> you should, y'all should should bottle this and sell it out, you know, in cans or something. <laughs> you know, um, mm. this is our very first test batch. We did uh, just really? two 40-liter kegs. So if response is strong enough, if customers are asking for it, we yeah. might do a bigger batch. Oh, this is uh, <laughs> this is amazing, man. It it almost, you know, when I think of whiskey, I think of, you know, like that amber or, you know, brown color. So it kind of threw me off when it, you know, I saw it in the bottle when you brought it over. So I was thinking that that darker tint color for tea or whatnot. It it looks like a like a lemonade or something, to be honest with you. And mm-hmm. it's very good, though. Very good. Are you a whiskey guy yourself? Do you ever, do you partake? Oh yes, I I drink it everything <laughs> under the stars. If it's got alcohol in it, I pretty much like it. Uh, <laughs> the only thing I don't like is uh, you know licorice. So sambuca, I can't stand sambuca at all. Uh, that licorice flavor. Anything else, I'm all game for it. Uh, some people try to, or some of my buddies sometimes they try to sneak it in under me but i'm like you can't sneak it past me because i could smell it a mile away and you know but if if that was the only drink that they had or something i might take a shot just to be friendly or something <laughs> but that's all i do i don't want no more of it so <laughs> i think I can't we're in agreement. yeah i don't I, really I care can't for stand black it. licorice that's that star anise that, mm-hmm. that aroma just kind of no thanks it turns me off big time <laughs> so what are you up to now? Oh, now, uh, as you know, I, I do, uh, I'm a CFL analyst uh, for CJME, CKOM, the green zone and everything. Uh, you know, talk rider, football, CFL all the time. Uh, and as you know, the riders had a rough game. Uh, the pre- it was the only preseason. They played the Stampeders. And uh, you got to score more than one point. <laughs> like, seriously, you know, I got a bit corn with it, but... Um, and I'm also a property adjuster for SGI. Uh, love SGI, love the people there. Uh, you know, I haven't looked back since I uh, retired from fo- pro football and uh, started at SGI. Nothing but good things to say about the people around there. So you put down roots in the community. Was it because you found a Regina girl? Is that the reason? That, yeah, that's the reason. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you, man. Uh, and uh, my wife, she's uh, born and raised here. She, uh, you know, I know the one thing Regina folks or or Saskatchewan people like to say is, oh, what school did you go to? You know, <laughs> that kind of gets conversation going. And uh, so she went to what was, uh, what, Robert Usher, up um, north uh, part of the city, uh, off of Broad Street up there somewhere. And uh, so, yeah, we met. We actually met at a Busta Rhymes concert here in Regina. It was at the, what it was it called then, The Drink, which the is drink? kind of right across from Rebellion there. Um, you know, I look back a few streets or whatnot, but we met there and, uh, you know, went out on a few dates. And what I think I had gotten injured when I played with the Riders, I had a, uh, I had broken what, a couple ribs or something. And, uh, Ended up in the hospital and found out she actually worked at the hospital as well. She was a lab tech and she was the one person who, 
you know, I trust it. Like, cause I, doctors, I, I'm, I'm not friendly with doctors because, <laughs> you know, I do love that they're straight and honest with you when they give you the answers and stuff. But I just, you know, I felt like I, you know, with her, you know, I was getting the, the answer maybe I thought I wanted to hear or something. So, uh, yeah, we met, um, we got married. Now we have, what, three kids, uh, Maximus, Alma, and uh, Thea. She was just born, what, three weeks ago. So, Oh, man, congratulations. Oh, thank you. Thank you don't you. look that sweet. <laughs> no. <laughs> She's, you know what, I always say, you know, I'll, I'll be okay because I'm always a early riser and everything. Uh, it's, you know, it's my wife. The baby don't want nothing from me right now. <laughs> the baby wants to feed, right? So, and, uh, but yeah, we three kids, uh, bought a house. Well, cheers uh, to being a new dad. Oh, man. yeah. Thank you. Thank cheers. you. Love kids, man. Tell me a little bit about the self, man. Tell me about going to Ole Miss. What, well, what was that like? Well, I, you know, um, I was born and raised in a, a town called Coffeyville, Mississippi. Uh, small town, I think it's about 1,500 people. And Ole Miss is in the backyard. It's only a 30-minute drive, uh, you know, to get up there and everything. So we've kind of, you know, since, you know, what football, I've been playing football since five years old or something. And, you know, it was always sleep, eat, and live Ole Miss football. And because um, this is a different kind of culture. It's there, a right? different culture. Uh, I've had Canadian friends uh, from here in Regina that have gone down with me. And they cannot believe, you know, the atmosphere, the culture and everything, uh, you know, when it comes to game day. And, you know, even prior to the game, say it's a game on a Saturday and Thursday night is always a big college night, uh, bar hopping and everything. So I try to get uh, the people that come down with me from Canada, I try to get in, you know, Thursday morning or something. Uh, you know, get out to my mom's house, introduce them, you know, to my mom's good southern eating. We grew up on catfish. My mom knows exactly what to cook. My brother and I just cook us 10 pounds of catfish and we're good to go. And uh, so they meet the mom. Uh, then we'll go up to Ole Miss, stay the night, Thursday night. Uh, got a few friends that are still living there, so we'll crash at, you know, one of their homes. And uh, and Ole Miss, it's a big, you know, we got a big alumni base and everything. And those alumni, they remember and still, you know, look out the, their old players and everything. So, you know, I'm walking through the grove, hey, Belton, hey, Belton. And, you know, you got to stop here. You got to try this uh, smoked cheddar uh, uh, <laughs> popper over here. And then you walk, oh, you got to try this bacon wrap, whatever. And then uh, we get to the zebra tent. My friend, and I think she was on TV or something for the zebra tent where every home game she's, you know, invites anybody and everybody in there. It's a big open buffet of, I mean, every southern delicacy you can name, you know, fried alligator, uh, banana foster's pie, uh, chicken strips, uh, barbecue, <laughs> uh, baked beans, bar you know, you name it. Everything is there, and they always have this champagne uh, uh, fondue fountain. You just open it up and get some champagne, and and they just welcome everybody. It's a very hospitable place, and you know that's that's the one thing I like about uh, here in Saskatchewan as well. Like uh, you know everybody back home, they're like, oh, how is it up there in Canada? And I'm always like, it's it's just like the South. It's just polar different you know as far as temperatures sometimes you know the winter and 
everything. But I say, I call it Northern hospitality here with Southern there, <laughs> right? So, and even the shape of Saskatchewan is, you know, it's a slender, just like Mississippi. I'm like, I swear I'm in Mississippi. It's just, you know, a uh, different spectrum. Similar sometimes. values, maybe? It's very similar values. Uh, Everybody is willing to, you know, give you things or, you know, help, lend a helping hand. And, you know, even here in Saskatchewan, you know, I, you know, if I ask, it's, people will help, you know, and just like in Mississippi or, you know, if you're walking to somebody's house, oh, would you like something to eat? And same way back at home, so. That connection to food, does that come from your mom? Does that come from family? It, it does come from my mom uh, and my family, my great aunts. Uh, they, you know, my mom, single parent, uh, you know, raising me and my brother. So she's a saint already. She is, and you know, uh, me and my brother, we both went to Ole Miss on scholarships. We both graduated. We both played pro football. He was, uh, he was actually a second, second round draft pick to the Minnesota Vikings. Played there a number of years. Uh, he retired. He coached the O line at Duke. Uh, now he's the O line coach for Mississippi State. Nothing to sneeze at. Well. I hate Mississippi State because that was my rival growing up. But I told my brother, I'm always going to root for him. Just that game, I'm sorry, but because <laughs> we play every year at the Egg Bowl, Ole Miss and Mississippi State. But uh, so, uh, yeah, my great aunt, she helped take care of my brother and I. And uh, that was her thing. You know, we I think we got it from her, you know, the cooking and everything because, you know, she would be up at, you know, 5.30, 6 in the morning, like uh, making homemade biscuits from scratch, uh, you know, and always, my wife always tell her, you know, what we ate growing up for breakfast. It wasn't, it wasn't eggs, it wasn't egg whites, it was, you know, mac and cheese, fried chicken, or, you know. For I, breakfast? I'm, dude, I'm telling you, <laughs> like, and me and my brother, we always look back now like, man, we should have died like a long time ago, but you know, with football and everything, and we were active growing up. Uh, you know, had a basketball goal in the backyard. You guys were eating like you didn't have free health care. Yeah. How does it go? We were. <laughs> and I tell my wife that all the time, and she just can't believe it because you know now we eat totally different. You know. But, you know, my great aunt, you know, at that time, I bet she was probably early 70s. So, you know, cooking with lard and, <laughs> but, you know, just the good stuff. So heaven, basically. Yeah, it was heaven. Was it covered in bacon? Oh, everything. Bacon, sausage. I always said we ate everything on a pig. We could eat from the rooter to the tutor. So <laughs> it, was, it was awesome. And uh, so got a lot of the cooking from her because she would uh, – she would ask us to cook and everything, you know, we, uh, in breakfast, we would help cook breakfast, uh, dinner, supper. We would help cook everything in there. And we were at that time, probably eight, nine years old, maybe 10 or something. So we, we had been cooking for a while. Like she would assist and help and, you know, oh, you need that a little bit more of this or a little bit more of that, you know, and. Two things I think you might agree with me. What's that? Saskatchewan is missing two culinary things. We don't have good Mexican yet. It's very hard to find. It's very hard. There's, I haven't found it yet. There's Malinche, which Where is, is that great. At? It's a food truck in Regina. Chef Mariana Brito, she's bringing it. What? Her game is great. And there's a, there's a okay. one day a week out in, um, now the, oh, I know, the small uh, town escapes me, but... 
they do out Mexican. east there uh Vibank. Vibank. Yes, I have been out there. The grotto. Yes, that was amazing. You go to the grotto, you can get great Mexican food. But the the one thing about that is what I think we had to book like three months in, in advance. advance so i'm like i'm not waiting that long <laughs> but and i think my wife she uh it's worth the wait it, it was it was very good it was for their like a staff christmas party so you know i was excited to get out there and try it then and it was very good it and the was. second thing we don't have What's is that? great southern food we have elements but it's not here yet like i want us to have it yeah i Every travel with my wife to the states and i'm just like why can't we get this like hush puppies <laughs> yeah Oh, I you had people I, don't know what hush puppies are. Well, man. You know it, though. They're eh? fools. Yeah. It's the best <laughs> food ever. I can't find good hush puppies here. Like, there's oh, nowhere in Canada I've had good hush puppies. Oh, yeah, I do. Is get some cornmeal, some buttermilk, and toss uh, what is it? Uh, a little bit of uh, onion and uh, celery in it, and make mush it up. Throw it in the deep fryer. Hush puppy. It, but it just doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. I was reading an article that was saying we don't have the right cornmeal. Like the South uses a different brand. Oh, speaking of cornmeal, when I first got up here, Belton is looking for cornmeal, like the, to make cornbread. Never found it. Could never. It, I, it doesn't exist here. I had to actually uh, give my mom a call, like, "Hey, how do you make cornbread? You know, from cornmeal?" And my mom gave me a little recipe and everything that turned out good, but. You know, I'm used to, you know, if I go to Mississippi, I could go in Piggly Wiggly or, you know, any grocery store, yeah. go down the flower aisle. Oh, there's a bag of uh, self-rising cornmeal mix right there. You're right. That's the one thing they don't have. Oh, I was mad for the longest, out. too. I was because <laughs> one day I, when I went to buy, I, I thought I bought cornmeal. Like okay, this this must be it. And it was wrong. Right? It was bad. It was, it was mealy it was, and grindy yes, and it gross. It was. It would be something that I would put on like a piece of stone or something just to you know to uh, keep the dough from sticking to the exactly. It's oh man, you're right. It was a crime against like it is because <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, as far as southern restaurants, uh, I know we were talking earlier before we came like. And uh, you know my mom, she owned a restaurant and everything, and she uh, she's fully retired and everything. But the lady who she leases the building to still cooks out of there. And you know I remember growing up uh, helping my mom work at the store and everything. And you know mom, you know we would serve you know uh, chicken and dressing on a Thursday. Uh, Spaghetti on Fridays, along with rib plates, chitlin plates. People don't know what chitlins are. Love chitlin. You do? Yeah. Oh my I'm god. American girl, man. I know, but my <laughs> wife, she. Oh man. For people that don't know what chitlins are, they're pig intestines. They're very good. I'm sorry, they are. My wife can't stand the smell, uh, cause my mom. That's something she would cook. You know, now when we come down, she cooks it uh, around Christmas on Christmas. And my wife, she, like, my mom coming there and <laughs> just see Robin squirming around. And, and my mom just busts out laughing. What, Robin, you can't stand this man? <laughs> so, but, um, you know, uh, baked chicken, like, all the, like you said, the stuff that sticks to your bone, that's what my mom would make on a daily basis, which is the reason why me and my brother got big as we were, you know, eating you, that way. How tall are you, six foot seven? Six I'm foot six, six seven, my brother's six seven. Holy crap, man. Uh, you make me feel short. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm six foot three, yeah. so. <laughs> and uh, my brother, we both, uh, what I'm 
I'm smaller than he is. I'm what, 315, 310. He's right around 325, 330 range. So, and, um, but that's, we credit mom, you know, that cooking, you know, uh, what was it? What was the saying? Uh, greens, cornbread, and cabbage. That's what we would always have. Uh, I remember doing, we did a photo shoot at Ole Miss one uh, morning, like nine o'clock, 10 in the morning. They asked my mom to bring up, you know, some lunch food. My mom brings up fried chicken, uh, some uh, baby back, uh, barbecue ribs, baby back. Uh, she brought greens, uh, cream corn. She made a homemade uh, cheesecake, strawberry icing or whatever on top. And mm -hmm. believe it or not, me and my brother ate that at about 10 o'clock in the morning for the photo shoot. Cause we were like, this ain't going away. <laughs> <laughs> Deadly. Oh man, good times though, man. Uh, you know, if if any if any of the listeners, you know, um, that's the reason I like Regina when I got here. The riders and everything, it it reminded me so much of Ole Miss, like the college atmosphere, the way the fans, like the rider fan base, they're not dumb at all. They know their football first and foremost, and that was amazing coming here, old uh, Taylor Field, and walking out and. You look up and it's like, oh my God, like, look how many fans are here. And that was the one thing that I actually, I just amazingly loved about uh, Regina, Saskatchewan, the fan base uh, for the Riders. And so tell me about 2007. That was, that was oh, a pretty big year, pretty crazy. Yeah, that was, uh, I wish I had a brought my ring. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that was a great year. Um, I remember my mom was in tears yeah? when that game happened. Like she was so full of joy, I was like, "Okay, mom, pull like, <laughs> together." But she just breathes. Yeah, riders loves football, bleeds green. She's been going since she's a little girl. Yeah, and, and well, that's what I hear. The fans here, you know, they all oh, season ticket holder for fifty years for you know, which is amazing. And uh, but that year, who who was the coach? Uh, coach Austin, uh, who's an Ole Miss guy as well, and Eric Tillman, you know, he was an Ole Miss guy. So, you know, that was kind of my ties uh, getting here and everything. And, you know, we had just a, a special group, a great group of guys. Uh, Kerry Joseph, uh, he's, what, coaching down in Louisiana right now. We talk every now and again. And um, just, you know, to get over the hump and everything, I think, uh, I guess I call it, what, get the monkey off the back kind of. Because I think that 2007 season is what kind of started everything in motion going forward for the rider organization period because that 2007 season after we were done you know i remember going in the tillman's office and like man we got a dynasty here you know like because <laughs> i could see it because uh that's the reason he had brought me in uh you know he wanted to inject some youth into the o-line because at that time it was an aging o-line you know old dave mikowski uh who else was it uh uh, Childress, uh, Andrew Grant, you know, it was some, you know, some great, good players and stuff. And, but, you know, with football, you have to have that balance of, you know, uh, experience. Wisdom and, and cunning. And, yeah, and youth. Some and fresh legs. You have to, because if you, if, it's just like a church. If you got a church full of old people, it's a, a dying church. You know, you got to inject that youth in there to, you know, keep things going and moving and, and uh, so I just told him, like, man, we got a dynasty because, you know, even 
what Durant then when he was playing, he was what the fourth string, third string at the time. Like, but you could like I could see it in him. Like, like this kid is gonna be pretty good. Like, and uh, you, you can know, see that hunger. You yeah, you could see it instantly. Uh, and then you know, um, what two thousand seven? Uh, what two thousand eight? We what we're in the playoffs if I remember right. And you know, two thousand nine got back to the big show, but you know some. Some things happen, <laughs> you know. Hot for two. Oh, yeah. And so I think that 2007 kind of, you know, for the organization kind of catapulted things. Because uh, what, how many great cups in how many years? Like, and when, when you look at 2007 to 2019, you know, oh, wow, they got more great cups than, or, you know, at it's least time or whatever, right? So it's been a great run. What was your favorite memory from that time? 2007, oh man, you know, it was the after party. <laughs> <laughs> so my memory is kind of vague, but uh, <laughs> who was it? Uh, Wayne Smith. Uh, oh, Whiskey Mar Lemonade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wayne, uh, he's from out that area. He's from Ontario. Played with me on the Riders O-line, left guard. And, you know... Great cup ends. We win the game, and Wayne is like, "B, let's go here." I'm like, "Oh, okay, Wayne." And then uh, who was it? Tad Cornegay. <laughs> Tad was like, "No, everybody, let's go over here to this club." And I'm sitting there like, "Okay, Wayne is from out here. He knows this area better than Tad, who's not from here." I'm going with Wayne, and I made the right decision to go away because. <laughs> I, and again, my memory is <laughs> is fuzzy, <laughs> but we get to this uh, what bar club or something, and you know the whole place is lit up green, and you know we're we're in the VIP. I'm on the microphone with the DJ. Let's go, riders! The fans chanting, and and who uh, I think it was Premier Wall. You know he had a VIP booth. Uh, I. <laughs> And again, this is where the memory goes fuzzy. I could have sworn he got us a bottle of Crown that, because like, I'm a Crown drink. I love Crown Royal, and I'm pretty sure it was him. And I keep meaning to ask him, <laughs> you know, like, hey, at the Great Cup, didn't you get me and Wayne a bottle of Crown? And I, <laughs> but and uh, that was to me that was the the best part of that, you know, the celebration. And you know, even when we got back here to Regina, we had that parade. Mm -hmm. That might have been the coldest day of my life, that parade, because they wanted us on the back of trucks. You know the, you know how the wind can blow here. I remember freezing my nuts watching See? the <laughs> like, I was just like, this is insane. Why are we outside? Oh, man. <laughs> and, you know, that from, it went from where? Taylor Field to the ledge. So that uh, parade route or down the Green Mile there. And I remember stopping the truck knocking on like i gotta get inside i don't care i'll just sit inside because everybody inside was nice and warm <laughs> windows up heat blasting so i made them stop i got out the back of that truck and hopped inside that cab so <laughs> that was uh again that was 2007 you know you said your mom was in tears and everything uh you know i don't think it was uh a dry eye you know you know at the stadium there in toronto you know, just the celebration. Like, if, if you were there, it was an amazing night. Absolutely amazing. Well, it's great that you've 
put down roots in the community. It feels good that you've you've felt a little bit of love oh from yeah. the community. Oh yeah. So tell me about your barbecue that you're doing this this fundraiser coming up. Uh, the fundraiser we got coming up is called uh, it's it's myself, Matt Dominguez, Mike Thomas, Warren Montgomery, and Brandon Brooks. Uh, we call ourselves the Brotherhood. And, you know, just our background, you know, Matt, he's from, what, Houston, uh, Warren, uh, Warren and uh, Brandon, they're from Louisiana. I'm from Mississippi, and, you know, Mike, he's, I'm pretty sure Mike's from out East Ontario there, but just our, you know, heritage and culture, you know, when I first got to Regina and, you know, when somebody said, let's have a cookout, it was, uh, you know, totally different idea of a cookout than what I was thinking in my head from back home uh, and um, you know back home when we have a cookout it's you know a live barbecue you know just you started like at eight nine in the morning just getting the grill going getting it hot and everything and you got music blaring you got you know people from the neighborhood you know just walk in hey how's it going kids are playing and everything and and so that's the the idea, you know, we're trying to showcase uh, at the cookout fundraiser. Uh, this is the second year for it. Uh, the first year we raised money for the Casey Foundation for Autism. And I think she, I can't remember the amount that she raised uh, by herself. Maybe it was like five, six grand or something. And we raised 14 grand, you know, that one day for her. So. And this year, uh, we're doing the fundraiser for Food for Families uh, program, which is part of the food bank. Uh, and this year, we want to hit 20000 So, you know, each year, it's like a football player, you want to get better and better, you know, hone your craft. And um, Where can people go to find more information about the event? Uh, I would say, you know, Facebook, uh, you know, social media there. Uh, Facebook, The Cookout. Uh, just type in The Cookout in the search bar. Um, or you can, you know, me, Matt Dominguez, Mike Thomas, Brandon Brooks, Warren Montgomery, you know, follow us. And uh, this year we're, again, 20 grand. That's the goal. I'm, I think we're pretty much halfway there already. Uh, it'll be June 15th, Candy Cane Park. Uh, I think I, we might miss it by the time this yeah, broadcast, but yeah. people can still donate right they can still oh yeah it still could donate uh you know we i'll never turn a dime down if it's gonna help you know somebody else so and um yeah we it's gonna be a good time it's it's always been a good time uh and again you know like i said saskatchewan people they like to help like just like in the south southern hospitality so many people have stepped up to the plate already, uh, you know, no frills. They donated all the meats and foods for us. Uh, my buddy Bryce owns Legacy uh, Catering. They're donating the grill so we could, you know, barbecue on like charcoal, not no gas, propane stuff. So Charcoal, you got to do it right. Yes, you do. My wife is very insistent. She's like, why is everybody <laughs> use propane? She's like, it's charcoal or nothing. I'm man, your wife is amazing because <laughs> you know what? When I again, when I first got up here, I'm like propane. What? Like, because I'm used to the the briquette or you know the charcoal, like your wife probably lump is, charcoal. So, yeah. yeah. So and um, yeah, we um, that was it's a good time. So no, and yeah, that and that's the thing. When I first got up here, you know, propane. I'm like what? And then, you know, I, I was like, okay, I've I seen, like, 
charcoal grills in the stores. And I'm like, okay, they gotta sell charcoal. And I go into Walmart to buy a bag of charcoal, pick it up, and it feels like it's like two pounds. I'm like, what the heck is this? It says charcoal, but it's like wood chunks. And it threw me off big time. It's like, not the proper like, charcoal. No, and I was like, screw this. <laughs> like, I'm done with it. Break out the propane. And that was my story on the charcoal. But I know you can find it here now. Like, yeah. So, which, and it must have happened in the... Uh, what so two thousand? I bet it must have happened like within two, three years of two thousand six or something, because I never could find it at all. I couldn't believe it. My wife has been campaigning and asking. She's like, "This is not proper charcoal." Yeah. What are you doing? She's like, "Sell us the right stuff." She would get her brothers. Her brothers a trucker. She would get them to ship it to yeah. her house, her mom's house, and then her mom would ship it up. Yeah. Or we go, we pick it up. Everything we can't find here, we just get it down somewhere. Bring it from Wisconsin. <laughs> and you know what? I almost had thought about getting like a a postal code there and a PO box in like Williston. Yeah, or something like like oh, I could at least get it shipped there and just run down and get it, you know. So, but I never did do it. <laughs> But I, I do have, but like, um, you know, friends and things when they, you know, if they, oh, we're going to Minot or we're going, you know, to Minneapolis. Oh, I need a case of, case of Jiffy uh, cornbread mix. Can you bring that back for me? And sure enough, they get it and I'm happy. So I got quite a few boxes of that. Cornbread, charcoal, Land O'Lakes butter. Oh, man. Can't oh, you get, know that Land O'Lakes. You hey? can't get Land O'Lakes here. And I love it. You can't. Cause we always get the, I don't know, it's in a yellow wrapper. It's the, just the great value stuff or something. I don't know. It's, <laughs> but Land Lakes is uh, very good. They even have, um, and this is just for guys like me who are lactose intolerant. They have lactose-free versions of Land Lakes, yeah. and it's, it's like the best spread. Yeah. My mother-in-law, she spoils me. I come yeah. down. She's got cookies and everything, and she goes, "Oh, and I got your favorite butter." Boom, and. She, like oh, you happy, huh? Fresh, <laughs> fresh baked bread. Yeah. What kind of techniques you got, if you don't mind me asking? We've been like doing a lot of spatchcock chicken. Oh, yeah. We just rip the spine right out of yeah. that sucker, and we'll, we'll do it with like beer, or we'll do like marinades and rubs. Yeah. And we'll probably smoke and spice. We'll yeah. stuff it all up, up there. Up in there. Oh, yep. yeah. With some butter, Land O'Lakes butter. <laughs> Get it up under the skin. And exactly. It. Right. And people don't know that. Like, uh, like, you know, sorry to jump off track, but, uh, you know, like like you said, spatchcock chicken. Like, people, you know, whether it's spatchcock or just regular, you know, put on a smoker or grill, people tend to just season the skin. I'm like, no, 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 no. Get up under the skin, you know, get into the thigh area, get under the breast, season all of that stuff. Do a brine. Do a brine. Brining will... If, for anybody who likes to barbecue smoking, brining will change your life. <laughs> it will. <laughs> Honest to God, it'll change it. Uh, it's just amazing how much uh, moist the meat comes out and everything. Uh, you know, especially turkeys or something, if you put a turkey on. Do you inject your meat? Uh, my mom does that. I, I don't inject, um, but again, my mom does it. It tastes absolutely amazing. I just... I guess I'm just, uh, I probably need to find a good injector. I, I don't even know if they sell that here. Or I know you can buy different packs and, you know, to get an injector down in the States and stuff, but. There's a Weber injector you can get here. It, it is. Uh -huh. Okay, well, I'm going to have to look that up then. <laughs> and, uh, but nothing wrong with injecting. Uh, I am big on, like, 
you know, letting it sit in the fridge for at least 24 hour deal. And I think one of the main key things is, uh, you know, letting it go room sit at room temperature first before throwing something on a grill that's hot. Like you got to let it come to room temperature and then put it on the smoker grill. I know some people don't do that sometimes. Do you know why you have to do that? Why is that? When you have uh, the meat is composed of cells, right? And the water is frozen within the cells. So when you apply the heat, it's a violent reaction. Causes chemistry to occur where the cells rupture and explode. That's why you lose all the moisture and you dry out the meat because it's too fast to transition. Yeah, so let it come to room temperature first then. But I, I've always, like, I didn't know the reason why. It's just something my mom did. <laughs> it just stuck with me. So, and um not sure if you're into mustard or anything, but the other thing I do is I do slather, uh, you know, chicken, beef, pork, you know, brisket or whatever. Or I do put a layer of mustard on just, you know, it's not overwhelming or anything, just... You know, I always say don't, you know, I know when you, you know, rubs, it's called rub, but you don't rub it into the meat. You should just pat it, you know, pat it down. Don't rub it in because sometimes you create those uh, clunks or whatever and it can not taste so good sometimes. So Barbecue tips with Belton Joe. <laughs> That's a whole podcast yeah. unto itself. <laughs> oh, I love cooking, man. I've, I've been cooking for a long time. It's... uh. I enjoyed um, one of the things, uh, you know, I bought my smoker and, uh, you know, one thing uh, we've been trying is lamb. Yeah. Oh, it's a good recipes for lamb and if you do it right, smoke it, it's, you know, I haven't had any complaints at all about any of the cooking I've done. The, the one time I had a complaint was my wife and it's when we first got the smoker. And I'm just, I like to experiment a lot. And I think I got a call. I had to go somewhere and left the piece of steak on. <laughs> so it it was awful. That steak was awful. You know what my wife does? What's that? Chiabata bun, right? Ground lamb burgers, little thin. Oh, yeah. With uh, aioli. Yeah. A, like a little bit of basil. Oh, yeah. And then shaved apple slices, shaved like paper thin with a little slice of uh, matzah on top. You let the matzah melt into the patty and you just put it all together. Mm, Man, boy, you got me hungry now. I love you talking about lamb. (laughs) (laughs) It's good though, man. Uh, You know, I think a lot of people are are intimidated by, you know, that I guess what somewhat gamey flavor. But again, if you marinate it right, let it sit overnight and everything, you, you won't even taste that at all. That's great. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast to talk about uh, barbecue with me. Yes, sir. No problem. I enjoyed it, it, man. (laughs) Enjoy it. Rebels, thanks for your time today. If you want to find the latest news about Rebellion Brewing, be sure to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Untapped. I'm going to be including links to Belton's Cookout on Facebook, uh, so you can just check it out. And if you want to participate and help them out this year, that'd be deadly. As always, thank you for joining the Rebellion.